Hi guys and welcome back to the FPL Reaction Podcast. This is episode 3 of season 2. How are you today, Max? I'm good, I'm good. I'm not some, well, points-wise for FPL, uh, not too bad, but I won't dive, I won't go into Arsenal too much. Uh, we keep that to the minimal. So you're really happy this week, apart from the Arsenal score, which... Yeah, I apart from the obvious, say. I mean, it was just, yeah. Unfortunate way to start, but um, fair play to Brentford. You know, they had a really good start, and they were very up. Well, you know, they were up for it. And but yeah, and from an FPL perspective, I'm quite happy with how this week's gone so far. Okay, so let's just look at our team review first. So me and Max are going to go through our team um, and how we did in the week just gone by. Now that's a little different from last uh, season's podcast where we sort of went through every single match. We don't want to do that anymore. We want to keep it sort of uh, short and sweet. We've got different categories that we're going to look through. We're going to look through players added to the watch list. So that's players that me and Max think we should keep an eye on. We've also got teams slash players to target. So that will be sort of the fixture run and, 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 and stuff like that. So we're basically still covering a lot of players that we'd usually cover when we talk about every single match. And 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 yeah, let's just um, let's move on. So, Max, I'm sure we're going to start with your how how well your um, first game week was. So do you want to crack on? Yes. So in goal, as uh, as you may have known, I had Schmeichel. So to be honest, he was quite lucky to keep that clean sheet really up there. I mean, Traore was. Um, he looked. He looked very kind of lively. Um, but I'm sure. I'm you know, sure he had more shots on more shots on goal than anyone this week. I'd have to double check that. But he was. He was nuts, wasn't he on the on the weekend? I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, I'd way the way he was kind of uh, you know pushing people off the ball. You know, using his strength and power and and his you know his his speed just to mm. get through the defence. He was just a bit unlucky with some of the finishing. But either way, that got me got me the clean sheet and got me a save point and also the bonus. So I ended up getting nine points with Schmeichel, which was, you know, you know that was that was good for me because, um, you know, he's a bit more expensive than some of, you know, the Sanchez pick. So he's five million, of course. So, yeah, that was good. Uh, if I move straight on to my defence, so um, Alexander-Arnold, six points. Uh, you know, I take it. Um, I mean, it would have been nice against uh, you know the first game, him getting something um, against Norwich, of course, but wasn't to be. But you know, it's a clean sheet and six points on the board. Um, Creswell. So it was. I was so when I was watching the game, you know, it was a bit. Was it in? Was it not? And then eventually they gave him it. But I was. I if just, Owen took it away from him, I would have not can been I just happy. Say when I saw that goal go in. And I knew that no one had touched it. And I, I, I remember sharing it on Twitter and everyone was like, no, it's not his goal. It's not his goal. And I was like, it is his goal. And it obviously replayed. And it just went so slow. And as it went slowly in, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this is another player that Max has got that's returning. <laughs> that was my first thought. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was, it was <coughs> quite lucky that no one touched it, touched it, right? Yeah, I mean, he did touch it, but I think he was over the line, so it was already, you know, it was already in anyway. But it was kind of, I wouldn't even say it was a shot more. It was more of like a, a kind of a cross. But you know, I, I don't. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me too much. Um, yeah, I'll take. I'll take the uh, take the goal, even though you know it did lose some. Uh, a goal conceded point, um, but you know, I'll take that. Um, and then we've got Shaw. So, yeah, he, he got a booked, and he only got two, the two points. So that was a bit frustrating from um, mm. 
for me there. Um, but again, you know, I had White as a kind of alternative defender. I'm glad I didn't start him. So, um, yeah, uh, it wasn't wasn't too bad there. And then if I go to my midfield, so Emil Smith-Rowe, um, of course, you know, even though he looked, you know, the bright spark for Arsenal and mm. a couple of good turns and uh, the way he was kind of dribbling on and with the ball, um, he looked at real attack and threat. Unfortunately, his teammates, uh, apart from Tierney, I think the rest, you know, the rest of them looked very average. And Brentford made um, put in a great performance. So it was only two points for, uh, for me there, um, which is concerning because, of course, the next two fixtures, I wouldn't expect much from Emil Smith Rowe. So that's a little bit concerning, but you know, I took it on the chin. Uh, Rafinha, so one point for one point there. Um, again, he got booked as well, so it's a bit unfortunate there. Him, him and Shaw getting booked, so mm. a massive one point there. So, <laughs> but yeah, Fernandez, glad I put him in for once. You know, he's rewarded me as an owner as I didn't have him surprisingly last season at all. Um, so twenty points there. Okay, we didn't. I you didn't you know I didn't have him as a captain choice, but you know his ownership now is just like, <laughs> yeah. like I just checked fifty nearly fifty six percent. So it's ridiculous, isn't crazy, it? isn't it? A hat trick in the first game and three the three bonus points. So twenty is you know very good, very good there. And then Salah, of course, you know he got got me the goal and the two assists and the bonus points. So uh, and I of course captained him. So uh, thirty four points there. Um, so yeah, them two alone, you know, if you had them in your team, you, you know, you, you got, you had a good chance of having a decent game week. Um, Barnes. So he was kind of my, before the game week, he was more of a differential pick, but I think by the time it was actually the game week started, he had like over 10%. So yeah, over yeah. 10% ownership while he only got, you know, only got the three points. Um, cause he got the clean sheet point as well. Mm. I still think it, you know, the fixtures coming up, are. uh, quite good so i'm just going to trust barnes for the moment yeah antonio so another pick of mine that i was going to actually have bamford in my team and i kind of changed him last minute because i just looked you know what's who's more likely to score you know against not a newcastle against leeds and eventually um united rather so i went with antonio and as we know even though he missed the penalty you know he got the got the goal and the two assists um Mm. and the bonus points so there was, you know, that was a good good change for me. So that's 13 points. Um, and then to finish it off, a bit lucky last minute penalty for Ings. But again, it's um, seven points. So you've got the bonus point there. So overall, I got 103 points that week. So I'm quite happy with that considering, you know, sometimes you can get away with normally, if as long as you get like five players that score them, but of course, you know, with this one, I had a bit, a bit more than that. So I'd set, I think it's mm. uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven players that actually, you know, got, got some decent points. So yeah, I'm really happy with the first game we can, you know, even though the ranks from a rank point of view, it's not, you know, it's because so many people did well. Like, and I was, you know, we were discussing it, weren't we, you know, yeah, because so many people got high scores, you could end up getting like, 80 points and be like at the kind of 1 million mark which is mad but yeah overall rank at the moment is 219,000 um after that first week so yeah apart from that I'm yeah like I said happy with the first game week and of course not happy with Arsenal but yeah that's a that's for another day another day (laughs) so in terms of um the first week you had a really good week 103 points and um and what rank did you come did you say Two hundred two hundred eighteen k, I believe it was. God, two hundred eighteen k after one hundred and three points—just mad, isn't it? 
Yeah, so, I think all the people that had the triple captainers and stuff like that with Salah really made the difference there. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll just move on to my team. Um, so Sanchez in goal. I mean, was it three? Was it three minutes into the game, the Brighton and Burnley game? Brighton. I mean, bit, uh, Brighton conceded, and it was just like, oh, seriously. So obviously Sanchez conceded straight away. So he was only he only brought back two points. Um, Shaw, Luke Shaw, one point. I think. The ailing goal was a little bit stress. It was a little bit annoying because he, he he sat first on the bench. I was sort of hoping that someone was not going to start all weekend. So he'd it was quite a good goal actually as well. To be fair, and yeah, he, he took it well. He took it he, well. To, to be to be honest, he didn't he didn't even look he didn't look that threatening last season, did he? And everyone was questioning ailing and bloody hell, he's done it. He didn't first. score, did he? Hey, sorry, I don't think he got a single goal last season. I don't. I'm not even too sure. He, he nice. Got, did he get an assist? Or I, I don't even. I don't know how much he in, in terms of how much he did last season, but I don't think it was much. Um, but, but anyway, uh, Luke Shaw just the one point. Didn't he? He played really well. He got really. He got forward. I think he was maybe a little bit unlucky. Um, Trent standard six. I think you. I think you sort of expect that of Trent, don't you? You know at least you you expect at least a clean sheet from Trent to be honest especially in an opening game against Norwich um Dean Luca Dean he, you know he's just continued his um form of last year really hasn't he you know the sort of you know the trappy form where you know he he has great fixtures um he's he's you know, he has he, that even Dominic Carvalhoen was back, so he had his sort of outlet of attack. You know, he had the the target man to aim the crosses for. Uh, to be fair, he, you know, there was plenty of crosses in the game, um, in and around Dominic Carvalhoen. It just didn't sort of happen for Dean. Um, the, the, the goal was a bit annoying, I, I didn't think it was a, a great too much of a great goal from Southampton. I think Everton probably could have done better there. Just a mistake, um, wasn't it? it was yeah, just a state, kind of mistake from Keane. Just annoying, isn't it? Because you know you're going into sort of because as a as a Simicast non-owner, so a, a lot a lot of guys, a lot of people in the community, they own Simicast. So in in terms of in terms of him, he, he got the clean sheet, and he, Dean was my sort of Simicast going into this week. So obviously, I ended up for, with a four point deficit um, if I if I went for him originally, but yeah. Um, again, hoping Dean can sort of. I'm going to stick. Hopefully, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's just move on to midfield with Rafina. A little bit disappointed actually with Rafina because he 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 looked lively. You know, it's, we can say that he looked lively. Was he good? It's hard. It's hard to say yes because he missed a big big opportunity, and I don't know. I think you you. I'm not too sure if you caught up with that game actually, Max. In the end, but um, had a big, big, uh, big chance to stick it at the bottom right corner. It was such an easy, easy, well, I mean, I say easy because I really wanted it to go in, but it was big, big opportunity for him to score, and he just sort of flunked it. Um, hoping that he can sort of get into get you know get into a bit of form maybe. I think the Everton game might be quite an open game. I think you saw how many kind of. I think it was like seventy. You said I think it was like seventeen crosses. I think I saw and something like something like stat like that on the amount of crosses that were actually made in that game from from Everton. I believe. Yeah, and, so, and Lee, yeah, and 
Leeds aren't exactly uh, great at handling set pieces and crosses, are they? So that's yeah, I am, should be I am, open. Yeah, I'm sort of looking at that game, the next game, thinking if Dean doesn't get a clean sheet, he might get an assist. So, but yeah, moving on to Salah. I mean, it's not it's not really much to say about Salah. He had, I think, he had the most or created or created the most big chances. Um, so obviously he he got two assists and a goal. Um. So he he I mean he did as we expected he absolutely smashed the first game didn't he against Norwich and it, it's one of those situations where you sort of expect that anyway um, and he for a large part him and his captaincy had a had a huge part to do with what you know what most people got in terms of the the, the huge game week scores so and again another another player who did get that is Bruno Fernandez interesting actually that there's only. There's only a, a chunk of thirty percent of players with uh, the combination with of both. So only thirty percent of players and who playing who were playing FPL own both of them, which is just bizarre, isn't it? The thing is, I think the initial the cost of them both. You think, oh, do you know what? Could I do without one of them? And as we've seen in that first kind of game, <laughs> mm. Fernandez is just. I'm Sancho. You know, with, when Sancho comes in, maybe he will make it make a difference and it might mean that he has you know less of an impact but I to be perfectly honest I don't think it will I think yeah. Fernandez will still be a really important asset so even yeah. though they cost a lot I think you, you've got to really kind of fit him in somewhere and sacrifice players elsewhere 100% um, and I think obviously the 20 points that he that, that he got I just think I mean, these these were just a, just a, just a little section on Bruno because he he went hugely into the season like pretty sort of underrated. I felt I thought I thought a lot of the community thought that he wouldn't maybe score so many goals and, and rightly so because of this the, you know his, his numbers did dip off. But the thing the thing with Bruno is is when he does get those chances or even half chances or or you know opportunities that aren't really opportunities to any of the players. I mean, he buries him and. Did you you saw the goals right that he mm. scored? Uh, I mean, the first goal was you know a little, you could argue a little bit lucky, but then if you look at the you know the last goal, I mean, yeah, it's like you said, if he gets a chance, he's he's normally if he's not hitting it on target, he's putting it away, which is you know for a midfielder is is great, and you've got to understand you know the amount of goals and the goals he scored last season is the same as you know as a striker, so. For a midfielder, of course, you get that extra point. Looking at it simply, so yeah, he, he makes up for the for the money he costs. And all goals were from open play as well. So again, another argument against Bruno was that he didn't score many goals from open play, and he's just sort of put those you know put those doubts to bed. And I think a lot of it to do is to do with motivation. And I, I think either we talked about this before last season, or or some or I did with someone else. And I think motivation for him plays a massive part. And I think again that last season to when they sort of realised that City had won the title, he sort of dipped off. I think when City become uncatchable, he, he sort of dropped off and didn't look that interested. Um, but with the start of the season now, he looks full of it. He looks full of motivation. Uh, and yeah, just um, an essential, to be honest. Uh, you know, I don't like saying essential about many players, but again, Salah, Bruno, pretty, they should pretty much... In, most drafts, most uh, teams, sorry. Um, moving on to uh, Barnes. I thought he was quite unlucky, actually. I, I say that because 
even though Wolves were really good defensively. So they, they were solid defensively. I thought they were really good, although still attacking as well. So not only did they they show they were really quite good defensively, they also showed a bit of bite as well with Traore. Um, but but yeah, in terms of Barnes, he was he was the second highest up the pitch. He was just behind Vardy on his left. I just think, you know, given given another opportunity, another couple of opportunities, he could do some serious damage, um, especially against the team that attacks. Um, so moving on to the front line, Antonio. I mean, you can't ask for more, can you? In terms of Antonio, and I think he was looking at. Uh, well, you could ask for more. You could have asked him to score the penalty. <laughs> Because he got a minus two for that, didn't he? Um, It'd be interesting to see who's who's going to be the West Ham penalty taker now, because it seems like everyone keeps missing for for West Ham. Um, whether they yeah, get the nod for the second one, or yeah, it, it's a little bit worrying actually that you just you you don't know if he's if if Rice is going to take the next penalty. I I, I sort of feel that Rice will take the next penalty, um, but yeah, maybe Creswell should take it. Definitely not. <laughs> Uh, moving on to Tony, um, I thought although he was he was he was good, he had a really good game in terms of football. It just didn't translate into FPL. Um, obviously, I don't want to talk about Brentford too much. I don't really want to because Tony didn't do anything anyway. But I think if you've got him, you stick with him. I think again, I was never going into an Arsenal game expecting points. You just don't. You don't. Ex- you know. You don't. You shouldn't. No one should have expected points against Arsenal um, going in. You know, with Tony. Al- although you could argue that you know it was two 0 so he should have returned. But again, not too worried about Tony. Danny Ings last minute penalty. Villa is someone that I sort of questioned defensively um, when John Terry left, didn't I? We, you know, we had. A few yeah, I remember you saying. You know, what impact will that have? And. Well, from the fact whether Villa were just off, off the pace a little bit, you yeah. know, again, similar to the promoted side, you could argue they're at home, you know, they've got a good record at home, but either way, you know, they did look off the pace. And mm. you know, the Watford attackers, Sar and, you know, they were they were causing problems. So, yeah, like you say, it does make you question the Villa defence. I mean, I'm glad I dodged the that bullet, um, the, the sort of Villa defence. So... I just I just worry about Ings because he didn't have a shot on target all game, I don't think. And I think obviously with with their fixtures, they've only really got three okay fixtures and then it gets pretty tough. So but we'll see. He got a penalty, he scored seven points, you know, we shouldn't really be complaining about that, you know. But um but yeah, ninety one points overall. So obviously twelve points behind you, Max, you're off to a flyer there. Still um, it's um you know, these sort of points are crazy, aren't they, really? For the first, I, I wasn't expecting that sort of points from the first game week. And I think in most game weeks, I mean, that apart from when you've got double game weeks, that sort of arena is very hard to reach. Yeah. So let's just move on to how we're going to potentially line up in game week two. Um, any thoughts, Max? How, how, how do you want to go into next week? Well, originally, there before even I, you know, before game week one, there was players I was toying with having, um, and like for example, Bamford. Now I was going to, you know, I was going to have Antonio, and then I was going to potentially transfer him out and went bring bring Bamford back in for game week two, but mm. 
do you know what? I don't think I could do that after, you know, after watching West Ham. And okay, they've got Leicester, you know, in the next game, which is going to be a much more difficult test. Um, yeah. But I just don't know whether I could take Antonio after what he'd done against. But yeah, in terms of in terms of my game with um, two team, I haven't really planned on making m- many changes. I mean, I don't want to shake it up too much. The only obvious ones are perhaps, you know, because I have got Ben White and I have got Smith Rowe. Now, of course, Arsenal have got Chelsea, Man City in game week two and three. Now, when I watched, you know, against Brentford um, and Bemo, I don't know. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But either way, (laughs) 5.5 million. He's the same, you know, he's the same price um, as uh, Amber Smith-Rowe. And now I thought he looked, you know, he looked looked decent um, against us. Um, no, I like this because you don't own Tony, do you? No. So I, I, I was, I did a, a live stream with Nymphrey before, and we were talking about this, and and I, I remember saying that if you don't own Tony, bringing in Embuemo would 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 be a great move because obviously you, you you're sort of creating a lot of money as well. So you, you yeah, and he money. of course you know he plays in against us. He was playing an attacking position. He, albeit our defense was quite poor. He did. They didn't have a good performance, but you know he created a few chances for himself, and him and Tony linked up quite well. Um, and it was, you know, it was a player I was somewhat considering. But I thought for you know for the first game, I want to you know back my, back the Arsenal boy. But I mean, on paper, you would look at, you know, who's who's got more chance of scoring, you know, Mbemo against Crystal Palace and Villa, or Smith Rowe against Chelsea and Man City. You know, you would yeah. you would probably back that. So. While I haven't confirmed that, you know, choice at the moment, and even Saar was on on on, you know, a player that I was potentially considering because I've got zero point five million spare in the bank. Now I believe Saar is six million. Um, yeah. So again, against against Brighton, you know, they conceded goal against. Okay, I don't. You don't want to look into the first game too much, but yeah, these are some of the kind of players that I'm considering I'm not planning to take out you know I'm not going to take out Fernandez I'm not going to take out Salah or Barnes Mm. I'm probably going to leave the top the front two up there um so really the only players that I'm considering I'm not going to take out Kreser Shaw Arnold so keep Schmeichel so really the only kind of potential change is Smith Rowe or maybe I take out you know Ben White and upgrade upgrade to you know I've got 0.5 million so a potential Mm. upgrade or even Take out a um, the Norwich player I've got, who is at four million to bring in uh, the Liverpool left back. Yeah, they're the only changes I'm really considering for you know because I don't want to change it too much, and I think some of the players that I've got in there currently will will do well. Um, yeah. Whether I'll make that change, I think I'm still a bit undecided to be honest. But you know that's that's the kind of game week two plan for currently not to make too many changes. Um, so what, terms, what about you, Lewis? You, you, sorry, you... just just to cover captaincy quickly. Um, is 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 it tight between Salah and Bruno for you? Is it, nah, how... Salah. Salah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Southampton. You know they did look a bit. They didn't look amazing, of course. You know Everton, they, but played well against. But do you know what? I I'm just not. Yeah, Salah. Mm. Just put it on Salah. Play it safe. Yeah, so in terms of me, um, similar to you, is I've I've played around with some ideas. I'm not hundred percent sure, um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 easy to look at your team and think, oh, I'd love to change that, you know, knee jerk. Because we've got to remember that 
a lot of players scored points this weekend. That's probably not going to happen again, maybe this weekend. I mean, we're not going we're definitely not, for me, in my opinion, going to be seeing 100, you know, triple digits and 90s and stuff. Um, although I could be wrong, but hopefully in my case, I'm wrong anyway. <laughs> but it's easy, like you say, it's easy just to say, all right, this player scored, you know what? Fuck it. My player didn't score in the first game. I'm going to take out Barnes and bring in, side, you know, Ben, yeah. ben Rama, or I'm going to take out so and so and bring in Saar. It's easy yeah. it's after one game to just be um, reckless. This is the type of behaviour that I just want to sort of nip in the bud now, you know, because yeah. if, if I start doing that now, I could sort of carry on with that through the season. Obviously, it could have a, a big negative uh, impact. I've just got to remember that these players I put in for a reason. Um, and obviously, one game week doesn't determine, you know, it shouldn't, it, one game week shouldn't, unless it's an injury or something, it shouldn't really um, put you in a position where you, you should be making a transfer. Because we've got to remember that, that that after this week, because say we're all probably, I mean, um, the majority of the community are probably going to roll the transfer, or at least in my opinion, they should be. We're going to get to next week, and you know, we, we're looking at Spurs fixtures. You're going to be sort of looking at like Son, aren't you? I mean, he he was out of position. I'm not too sure about the Kane fiasco. I'm not really, you know, I'm pretty drained from it all, and don't really care about it that much anymore. But in terms of um, Spurs with 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 Son, I thought he was uh, I thought he was great against City, you know, and I can just imagine him against you know teams like Watford and Palace, which he plays after Wolves. So if I roll this transfer now, potentially next week I've got two transfers, and if Son does well against Wolves, I'm th- I'm looking at Watford and Crystal Palace the next two game weeks for Son. I'm thinking I need to get him in, you know. That's it's, the thing though, it's how because. Of course, he's ten million, and that I feel like bringing him, as we all know, anyway. You know, bringing someone that's more expensive, you're going to have to shake it up, and it's just where for me. If I, I know it's a valid point. You know, he's got he's got that even for Wolves. You know, that's a good fixture for him. It's just how you know potentially to do it. Whether you sacrifice a striker in or you know, there's going to be somewhere where you're yeah. going to have to sacrifice. I a think player. Look, looking at my own team, I would probably look at Ings and say. Maybe I'll let him play Newcastle next week because they just conceded four. But if I've got two transfers and and, and let's just say, you know, maybe Son has an epic week next week against Wolves and then you've got Barnes who blanks again and I've got Ings who plays, um, you know, he plays Brentford, but then he has a tough run of fixtures. Long term, I would I would potentially be looking at um, Son there and maybe, maybe, I don't know, do something, do something with that. Maybe play Ailing the week after. I'm not too sure. So, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a yeah, sort of sacrifice in my team somewhere. But in terms of long term, I'm definitely keeping an eye on Son. Um, so he would sort of determine this week's transfers. I'm not necessarily going to knee jerk this week. I think I'm. I'm going to be okay. I'm, I know I'm going to get hurt by Simicast again, um, and probably. Bloody Luca Dean, he'll probably come out of that week. Do you know? I think I think you're a bit unlucky to be honest. I think against I think against Leeds, I think there's going to be there's going to be chances where he's going to be crossing in the box. We know how Leeds play. I just think there's there's going to be opportunities for him to get an assist. I think. Well, to be honest, I think Dean will definitely be on the um, 
the chopping block. He's out. If he if he doesn't do it against Leeds, he's getting a chop. Me, I'm looking at my team now, and I can't look at any other player but Dean and think, what an idiot, you know? Because he did this like he did this last year, last season for me. Uh, but I'm not going to focus on Dean too much. Let's just let's just move on. In terms of transfers, we're quite settled, aren't we? We're quite happy where we're going in terms of game week two. I'm settled on Salah. I mean, it was it was nice of Bruno to get um, 20 points last week. Will he will he get it again? Probably not. Um, will Salah get a similar point? Maybe, probably. You know, it's against the Burnley who like to attack, and obviously he is the he is the the the, the leader of the attack. So for me, I can't really say there's any doubt that it's Salah. Um, but yeah, let's just move on. So that's how we're lining it. Let's just move on to uh, players that we think need adding to the watch list. Now I've already discussed Son. Um. I might as well add a couple while I'm here, Max, and you might agree with some of them. Uh, one is uh, the second one is someone we've already discussed already, um, and that's Embuemo. I just yeah. think look, yeah. So I mean, looking at that, looking at that Arsenal game, Tony uh, dropped quite deep, so Embuemo was was pretty much the striker for the majority part of the game. And honestly, I didn't know he was that good. Now I looked at his stats, I looked at some of his highlights. And I know Arsenal weren't great defensively, and uh, you know that we we can say that. But we we can say that that Embuemo was really really good. You know, he he, I wouldn't say ran riot similar to Saint Maximin at West Brom, Brom, but at West Ham, sorry. But Embuemo, I just think he he was faster than I thought he was. He he had a better touch, he was a better passer. Um, he was unlucky to not come away with that. Um, you know, with with a with a haul, to be honest, and 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 obviously Brentford have that sort of period over the next few games where the fixtures are actually pretty good. You know, they play Palace, Villa, Bra- Brighton, and Wolves. Um, so I, I mean, if I didn't have Tony, I would seriously be looking at him, thinking he he I'm going to get him because if he's playing in an out position, you know, uh, position, then he he's he's looking. Good, isn't he? I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the thing is, I think against us, he did look, you know, like you said, Tony was winning the ball a lot, kind of manhandling our defenders. So he was kind of bringing the ball down. And like you say, Bemo was kind of, you know, running off him a little bit. But then, you know, he had some times where he he held up the ball well and spent, you know, span Ben White a couple of, you know, a couple of times. But also, I think you could argue, does that first, you know, first game of the Premier League, you know, big game, you know, they win that now. I, is it worth? Part of me is like, do I see what he's like against you know Palace? Because sometimes you, against the teams that you know they, of course, playing Arsenal is you know that adds it adds to the kind of the energy from the players. You know, makes it the game even bigger. So it could. From part of me is like, you know, do I wait another week before I do that? Or, but like you said, you know, he's he looks like a class player. Um, and depending on what player you're going to transfer out, again, looking at the fixtures, it depends what if you've got a player that is like Emil Smith Rowe, like that I have, and you know you could argue on paper Chelsea City's defense is of course probably much well probably is stronger than Palaces and Villas, so mm. them sort of decisions. But then saying that didn't uh, didn't Emil Smith Rowe score against you last season, Lewis? Can't remember that too. <laughs> But no, yeah, I mean, it's it's a difficult one. But yeah, I think it, as an asset, I think for the price as well, 
he's one of those players that I think if you haven't got Tony, like you said, if you haven't got Tony and of course mm. you want to go for someone elsewhere. I mean, I think the midfield of the squad is probably, I think he's not going to do that every every week. Whereas I think Mbemo is someone that can potentially have a attacking return every other kind of week. I love how you said Mbemo really fast that to avoid. Do you know, I'm just going <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> I, I think there, there must be some sort of video out there where someone just does the pronunciations of every single player from every single club. So oh. I can just kind of, before I come on a podcast, I can just sort of practice them. You know? oh, never change, never improve <laughs> your pronunciation. Or maybe speech never. therapy. I need some sort of <laughs> speech therapy. <laughs> right. So he, I imagine that he's someone in your watch list then as well, is he? Yeah, he's he's someone I've considered just purely, you know, like the, the eye test, like people say, you know, and of course his stats last season, apart from Tony, he was a player for mm. that, looked, that looked good. Um, so a player, if I go for one that was on my watch watch list, now whether again Villa made him kind of look look better than than he was, but I thought you know the the Watford midfielder saw. I thought he looked um, he looked he looked good. He was he was creating chances himself, and he the the way he yeah. was kind of um, you know he got got the goal. He got you know nine points in his first game, and he just last season I think he was Watford's top goal scorer. And of course, he's you know I think you're first seen last season, and he was playing in midfield. Now, okay, Tottenham. If you're looking to transfer him in, you know they've got Spurs game week three, um, but they've got Brighton next. But then they've got Wolves, Norwich, and Newcastle. So if you're thinking, you know, thinking of teams that that Watford are thinking, do you know what? But this is a, a game we need to win. Then yeah, like that's the sort of. The sort of the sort of fixtures that you perhaps want to bring him in. Um, it's difficult again because it's another promoted player, like we like I mentioned with the the player we just discussed, and it's 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 a gamble because it's only one game, only one game we've seen, and you know, like we said, they get score in the first game, and then you know we don't they haven't got enough kind of as they would say enough data yeah. or statistics to make a solid review because it's 100%. difficult. Are they on the watch list? Yes. After maybe they got a goal, like anyone, they might score in the first game. We can, of course, blank further on down the line. So, but yeah, he's a player that I'm considering just because of, from a value point of view, he could be someone where if you, if you're looking to bring someone in like Son, and then maybe you could downgrade some of the other players you have like Barnes, if he continues to, you know, not do well, then you could downgrade to him. Um, yeah, I think uh, just just touching on Saar, um, he was the second choice on my watch list as well. So he 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 sort of ran the show, didn't he, at Villa? And obviously, it, again, it's hard to take data and stats from that game and determine, you know, and and sort of change, turn that into decisions. But um, but yeah, I thought he, he he was great. He you know he he returned, which was great, and he, he looked he he was absolutely. I mean, they had to take Matt. They I'm sure they took Matt Target off because he was ripping him to shreds at, at half time or 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 before that actually. Um, so yeah, I look forward to because I haven't yet seen the um see, I haven't watched the full game. Um, I watched a couple of highlights and much of the day, and and I thought, wow, he's he's really good. But then also again, Villa were so poor defensively, weren't they? And to be honest, he's definitely on the watch list. He he's got great fixtures after Tottenham, like you said, Wolves, Norwich, Newcastle, and Leeds. So that block of four yeah. looks really nice. Um. It's difficult yeah. whether you take the gamble now because you, you know, if I'm going to take out Smith right, if I, then the fixtures really, you know, could be they're, they're good arguably now. Like Crystal Palace, you know, 
it could be a good game for Mbemo. Um, you know, Brighton could be a good game for Satsu. Mm. It's just, you know, it's whether you want to take the risk. Yeah, it's 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 also wasting it. It's not wasting. It's also using a transfer, isn't it? It's you're not too sure where you want to if you might need that um, next week. So it's always nice to have a you know a couple of transfers, isn't it? Um, it's like you you don't you feel obliged because you've got one. You know, you you somewhat feel like oh, yeah. like it's fun to it is fun to use it. <laughs> Simple, you know, it's fun to bring someone else in and you know messing about with your team. That's what we uh, yeah. that's what FBL managers like to do. You know tinker and play about exactly. with the team so who is on the who who is your next player on your watch list because my second was also saw anymore well, my, my second my second was was some based upon the fact that game you know the next three game weeks are wolves watford and crystal palace who i think that he could he could do well against all three okay. um but yeah it's like we discussed earlier it's you know the, how you're going to bring him in and who you're going to sacrifice to bring him in I mean, I wouldn't want to be taking a minus four this early on. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Son, Son was on mine before. We've mentioned Son before. Um, any more? I mean, you could, you know, you've got Calvert-Lewin. I mean, you, we know what he's done last season. You know, he scores in the first game. He's got Leeds, who we know, like you discussed, they're not the best at defending kind of, you know, crosses, set pieces in and of course, Everton love to put balls into the box. Um, even then, saying that going again on a on an Everton player, you know, Richarlison. I mean, he looked he looked very good. I know he he was kind of he was very alert. And um, in terms of that first game for him, uh, he 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 done very well. It's just a case of who are you going to take out, um, you know, to bring him in because of course Richarlison is is a striker for this one, you know, yeah. for this this season. So, but both of them, you know. They've got Leeds, Brighton, Burnley, um, Leeds, Brighton, Burnley, Villa, Norwich. I mean, you could you could expect them to do well against all of them teams. So again, they're a little bit more pricey, you know. Eight and they've already they've already increased Richarlison, which <laughs> seven point six, making it difficult. But yeah. yeah, both of them got high percentage ownership. Well, not high percentage. They're above differential rather percentage. They're twelve and you know thirteen uh, percent, but Again, it's shaken up your team so early, but they're definitely on the watch list because you know we saw in the first game they both both did well. So the the final the final player I've got on my watch list is someone that um, I stayed strong not to bring in at the start of the season. Um, it annoys me that I have to talk about how well he did. It's annoying that everyone else brought him in on Twitter. Um, he was a bandwagon. Um, I just didn't bored. And it was a bad, bad sort of outcome for me. And that player is Ben Rama. Um, genuinely, so so annoying because he 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 ripped Newcastle to bits with Antonio. He absolutely slaughtered. Him. When I watched this game, and he it was like it was similar to watching Lingard. Um, you just know he's going to return. He, you know he's looking like he's going to he's looking like a player who's going to return. He he was passing it. I mean, Ben Rama passed the eye test massively, um, and, and and to be honest, he again he was he's a nice price. Um, they play Leicester next, which okay is not great. Um, they then play Palace at home, Southampton away. Only have United and then Leeds, Brentford, Everton. So, but they also play Europa League around that time, and, and I'm just I'm just looking at him thinking, if he carries on, it it's 
I feel like a lot of people who don't own him are going to be in a position where they they're going to have to bring him in at that price. You know, it's, what is, is it six 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 million? I think that's just too cheap, isn't it? To not to not um go for. It, yeah, six million. It could be like a a Lingard. I mean, I as you know, I thought going into the season, you know, he done well in preseason. Last season, he was he was a bit stop and start kind of, which is why you know, as you know, with my kind of section of what I named him. Dodgy differential, and he bloody. Do you know? I think I jinxed yeah. the player because I've only ever named him twice, and he's done well both times. But he does look, you know. Okay, it's the first game. Um, you could argue you don't, you can't look too much into it, but you know, what, looking at what you saw in front of you and, and the stats after that first game, um, yeah, he, he, him and Antonio linked up very well, and it looks like he is stepping, stepping up to that position that he should make his own now that Lingard's kind of gone. Um, but yeah, he, he did look good. It's just whether you have the who again, it's who you're gonna take out. And I think for me it's always after it's easier to make transfers, you know, maybe game week four or five, just after you've had that that's first set of games and now you're like, Do you know what? This player is he's had he's had his kind of chance. Again, everyone has their kind of varies and how much how long a player has to not do well before they're like he's out of my team. He's 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 playing awful. So yeah, it's one of those as well. You've got to consider. So he would he would sort of be on my watch list as well. There's I mean there's a couple of other players. There's green you know players like Greenwood and and, and Yotta, but I just don't want a knee jerk. I don't want to be like that. They're just they've just returned. So I'm. I want them now, you know, whereas sort of the cheap enablers, you know, like the sort of Embuemos and the sort of, you know, some of the options we've already discussed are quite cheap anyway. So, I mean, in terms of, in terms of, it would be easier like to bring those cheap options in than the, than the, say the Jotters and Greenwoods. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've pretty much covered the teams to target, the teams and players to target anyway, I feel in, in, in the watch list, you know, that we, we know that, Everton have great fixtures. We know that um, City have a couple of okay ones, but I'm not too sure. We know that Spurs have got a good run of fixtures now as well, and Brentford have got all right fixtures. So I don't think we need to sort of cover that any more than we already have. Um, so just to move on quickly, uh, it's uh, so obviously pick three always gets a mention on the the pod. Um, it's a game that we put out. Um, check it out if you haven't already. It's usually pinned or uh, to my page on Twitter. Um, it's just basically you, you pick three players who you think will accumulate the most pods for a shout out on the pod and a shout out on Twitter, just to help grow you grow your account and and obviously give you a little hand. But this week. There was no winner. It was a draw. Um, two players scored 50 points. And they both had Bruno, Salah and Antonio. So, again, it, it was it was sort of a tip on there to, to add maybe add differentials. But then, obviously, there was different. No, not really many differentials sort of turned up apart from Alonso, who scored 15 points. So, but yeah, um, in terms of pick three, we're back, we'll be back at the end of this week. I'll post... Uh, maybe Thursday or Friday. Um, over to Max now for his dodgy differential review. And obviously, I had a, I took part in this week's uh, one, didn't I, yes. Max, on, on your video? Yes. Yeah, so my the first dodgy differential I named. You know, as as the West Ham game was going on, I was just like, 
It's just, it, yeah, I didn't start off the season well. Um, ben Rama. Now looking at the my differential was Barnes, and you know the stats were there um, for that. And the same with Ben Rama in terms of okay in preseason, you know he done, he done quite well. Uh, but in terms of you looking at last season and how he did, but of course both players, you know Barnes. It was only a one nil with Vardy scoring, um, which meant that Barnes, you know, he didn't have any any kind of involvement from an assist or goal point of view. Um, so as a differential, he didn't he didn't you know he didn't score. And the dodgy differential. Now, when we say dodgy differential, normally this is the player that you don't expect to score or do well, and you you get the pick right if he doesn't. Whereas he did, so <laughs> them two picks for me, of course, did not work out, and I didn't. Whereas Lewis, you chose Dunk for your differential, yeah. Um, and of course, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't get the um, the the clean sheet. Um, but your differential um, in uh, Mares, dodgy differential in Mares, mm. as you predicted, he didn't do well against uh, Spurs. What are your thoughts on that, Lewis? You you didn't think you think you said that you know against the bigger clubs he doesn't do as well as you know yeah, as people make he, out. He he sort of he disappoints quite regularly against the top teams, and obviously I was made aware of this by by someone else on Twitter, and it was a, it was a really good point that um, that he he just doesn't turn up or gets rotated quite a lot. So yeah, I just think it. I think it was it was pretty easy to pick uh, to pick. Um, to pick him because it, it City are on this sort of rough patch now, aren't they? You know, they, they lost to Chelsea one nil. They lost to um, they've they've lost to Spurs one nil. They've lost to Leicester one nil. They're sort of on that that path where I can't really trust any of their players, um, which I'm happy with. I mean, watch them absolutely trounce Norwich next week eight nil. But I mean, but yeah, I just felt with Mares, he he was an overhyped player. Um, Similar to Ben Rama, but obviously I was wrong about that. But I, I'm just happy I didn't call that one. To be honest, but, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, a so risky it's... one to call. To be honest, but yeah, you're 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 right with your first pick. So in terms of the FPL community versus Maxi Arsenal, you put the the FPL community one one nil up in terms of dodgy differentials. Of course, you know neither of us have picked the correct differential. Um, but yeah, in terms of revealing, I I will put out of it. You know. Uh, the normal video I do yeah. um, later in the week, and also another an FPL guest will be revealed in that in that video, who will represent the community for the for the second week as well, where we have you know the dodgy differential and differential pick. Um, so yeah, but no, that was good good uh, good first choice yeah, for um, Mara's. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's part of it. You know, while it's you just pick you're picking two players, you also think you have to kind of look at the stats and it does make you consider play it makes you think about certain players that you maybe didn't think of when you're looking for a differential and also players that you might actually think of you were considering but actually yeah. looking at the stats and everything else they probably not as good of a pick as you think um, it's, funny, yeah. it's, it's funny that we're on this sort of trail of, of thought you know because um the scout have asked me to do a, a few picks this week so hot picks for the week so i've got to do three hot picks which is fine but then i've got to do three of popular avoid picks so, so yeah, that helps you. That kind of lead, similar to that, isn't it? You kind of yeah. lead you onto that because you're looking at players that. But it's difficult though because the stats. Like I mean, you either base the stat for for that of for example. Now, do you look at? Of course, you can look at the game week one stats, but you know that's not kind of representative really yeah. 
So it's probably better to look at, you know, either pre-season or the, the kind of back end of last season mm, to make the decision. 100%. So, I mean, that's that's where we are anyway. We're sorted for next week. Um, we'll, we'll get our individual stuff out, pick three and dodge a differential differential. Um, yeah, it was great to catch up, Max. And I'm just hoping that we can both continue sort of, obviously you marginally better than me, but I'm, I'm just hoping that we can sort of both keep building on that and obviously try not to make any rash decisions going into the uh, the deadline day. So, so yeah, it was great to catch up as usual, Max. And obviously, again, thanks uh, to the listeners for uh, keeping up with these weekly pods. And we'll catch you again next week. So, Max, see you again next week. Cheers, Lewis. Yeah, I'll catch you next time. And hopefully we can keep it consistent and do well again this week. Mm, for sure. See Bye. you later. Cheers, Lewis. Bye.